association with mammals. While today the country is most closely linked with familiar species such as the koala, the sugar glider and the young divas, all those millions of years ago Australian wildlife looked very different indeed. There were, for example, no rugby league players. One of the most distinguished early Australian mammals was the diprotodon, from the Greek diprotos meaning two-front and don meaning small goods. This was the largest marsupial that ever lived, with a pouch that, it's estimated, could fit an entire volleyball team inside. The diprotodon was a perfect example of Australian megafauna. The enormous animals that roamed this land in the years before smaller, more efficient animals moved in to compete for food and take advantage of the relatively lax regulatory climate of the time. Other megafauna included an echidna the size of a sheep, a meter-long platypus, the giant short-faced kangaroo, the subject of the earliest known failed attempt at a walk into a bar joke, and the marsupial lion, which was like a normal lion but with more storage space, a forerunner of today's Kia Rios. Sadly, however, all of these animals died out, dooming the continent to an eternity of small, unimpressive-looking animals and Australian wildlife parks that nobody wants to go to. Theories as to the cause of megafauna extinction include 1. The Blitzkrieg Theory Despite its name, this isn't a theory suggesting that gigantic marsupials were destroyed by German tanks, but rather the hypothesis that the megafauna were eliminated by human hunting. Support for this theory comes from the fact that the earliest human inhabitants of Australia were known to be the sort of guys who really loved hunting. Archaeologists have found evidence of rudimentary Facebook photos of them posing next to their kills. The Blitzkrieg theory is also backed by fossil evidence suggesting that most species of megafauna were extremely vulnerable to being killed. 2. The Climate Change Theory This states that Australia's megafauna were destroyed by climate change, a hypothesis supported by the discovery of fossilised coal-fired power plants in sedimentary rock deposits. Scientists speculate that decreasing rainfall following the split with Gondwana land, combined with the megafauna's failure to implement a market-based carbon reduction mechanism, may have caused the death of large mammals, who, like most Australian life forms, were known to enjoy drinking. There are those who dispute this theory, however, suggesting it's more likely that the megafauna died out due to economic collapse caused by green policies. 3. The Land Management Theory this states that humans caused extinction indirectly by destroying the megafauna's ecosystem and is extremely boring. Wherever the truth lies, the one fact that historians are almost certain of is that at some point humans arrived on the continent, a conclusion attested to by archaeological and paleontological records as well as anecdotal evidence indicating that humans continue to inhabit Australia today, for a given value of human. This happened when travellers from Southeast Asia on the lookout for new species that they could drive to extinction and, having heard of a land to the south bursting with megafauna, made the trek. The exact date of the first Australian's arrival is unknown, but thought to have been somewhere between 50,000 and 70,000 years ago. The oldest human yet found in Australia is Mungo Man, not to be confused with well-known political commentator Mungo McCallum who has not been accurately dated. Mungo Man was discovered in Lake Mungo in 1974, 
he was best known for the hit in the summertime, where he'd been for some time. It's estimated that Mungo Man is at least 40,000 years old, which puts him a considerable distance ahead of the second oldest human found in Australia, TV's Sam Newman. The first Australians developed an extremely special relationship with the land, which, to be honest, they've been rubbing in everyone's faces ever since. They lived by hunter-gathering and were one of the earliest cultures in the world to adopt the paleo diet, although they failed to fully gain the health benefits due to the lack of modern technologies like the electric blender and tooth bleach. To supply this diet, men of Aboriginal tribes would go hunting, which is just typical of men, I find, and if they had a particularly high tolerance for boredom, fishing. The women would dig for roots and vegetables and gather fruits, seeds and berries, which on the one hand was hard, tedious work that lacked the glamour of the men's tasks, but on the other hand carried a much lower risk of being...